This is the Third Act Podcast, shining a spotlight on individuals, charities, and small business owners suffering from illness, economic shutdown, or lack of support and funding. Meaningful conversations that generate compassion and financial support from listeners compelled to join us on this journey to improve the lives of others. I'm gonna dance with the stranger. I'm gonna enjoy your show. I'm gonna learn to forgive and really let it go. And most of all, I wanna shine a light on good and look to give back. And that's what I'll do with my third, third act. And now your host, Roger Steed. Welcome, everyone, to the Third Act Podcast. We all know the phrase, you've got to see it to believe it, and probably have examples in your life where the phrase really hits the mark. I was fortunate to experience this amazing feeling this week when my guest, Rochelle Vartanian, invited me to, to visit the new world headquarters of the Living and Learning Enrichment Center in Northville, Michigan. I typically do a pre-podcast call with each of my guests. In the middle of a phone conversation with Rochelle this week, she stopped almost in mid-sentence and said, you have to come out and see this property for yourself. It will make you a believer in our vision. Boy, oh boy, was she right about that. Rochelle Bartarian is the founder, president, and CEO of the Living and Learning Enrichment Center, who as a parent of a child with Asperger's syndrome, knows firsthand the frustration of raising, educating, and finding the right support organizations for children. Rochelle's education background includes a bachelor's degree in teaching for in teaching the emotionally impaired and two master's degrees in educational psychology and autism spectrum disorders. Rochelle taught high school special education in the Farmington public school system for 20 years. During this time, she was seeking social skills groups that would benefit her son, and the local resources available were expensive and hard to get to in a timely manner. So in 2015, she took it upon herself to create her own group locally in the Farmington Public Library. That initial grassroots effort has grown through a lot of hard work, financial sacrifice, and a few miracles along the way that I hope Rochelle will share with us shortly. It is with great enthusiasm that I introduce Rochelle to the Third Act community and say thank you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me. I first wanted to say thank you again for the personal tour of the fantastic property on the campus of the future. I was very impressed. I can easily see why you are so enthusiastic about this wonderful property and the vision that it can be there's so much to discuss, but if you don't mind, if you could please share with our listeners the short story about how you found this property and what you have been doing since you first opened the doors for the first time. Sure. Yeah, you can ask me anything. So how I found the property was we had opened our doors in 2015. So it's a little, you got a little bit, a little error. When I was, I opened the doors in 2015 to Living and Learning, but two years prior, I was working or volunteering in a library where I would rent a room every Sunday and provide these social skill groups. And what I, I just came to the conclusion after two years of doing it and, and they were getting bigger that I needed to do something bigger than what I was doing. Otherwise, when my son turned 18, nothing was going to change for him. 
So I decided to um, quit my job. I, like you had said, I'd worked there 20 years. I had amazing benefits and I had no money to start this business. So <laughs> after thinking, how am I going to do this? And I, I decided the only way I could do this is if I sold my home. So I had lived in my home for 22 years. We had it built. Both my boys were born in there. And um, I sold it. And I downsized my car. And I took money on my retirement. And I found a little storefront in downtown Northville on Mary Alexander Court. And we opened the doors um, in October 2015. And I just started with one program. It was a Friday night hangout. And then we added more programs and job skills and we moved to a bigger location and within four months of moving there, we outgrew that and we were having a meeting discussing what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? And someone jokingly said down the street, the Don Massey Cadillac mansion is for sale. And we all laughed because we knew it was about three and a half billion dollars. But about a month later, I started thinking I should just go walk the property and just see. So I did. And as I was walking the property, I just, I could see everything happening. I could vision all my micro businesses that we wanted to do to help people have jobs. But most importantly, across the street from this property, it was all apartments and condos. And I thought, oh my God, this is the holy grail. This is how right. I'm going to help people live and yeah. we'll be home base and they can walk to everything and it's safe. I think that's terrific. I want to also get into in the beginning, the vision and the mission indicated with your specialty shops and all the programs, but can you talk about the vision and mission that you see for your endeavor, I'll call it that, going forward? Sure. And things have organically happened too. It was, I was going for one direction and sometimes you're looking at it going, you know what, we could even do this. So things, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you it, but like next year, things could again change. My, my vision was always three things. One, helping them have friends with each other because they're very lonely. Two, the jobs. It's There's a 90% unemployment rate for adults that have um, autism. It's 80% right. for adults with special needs. And then three, it was the living piece. Every parent that has a child with a special needs is thinking the same thing. What is going to happen when I die? And it's what keeps us up at night. And so that was the third thing. Now, organically, this has grown and it's just become better and better. The mission here is to be the model to be the model for what is to help other people, other states, other communities do what we're doing to help this, to help this community. I can see the dream as I was uh, walking with you around the property. It's, it's easy to, to see that. And I know that you already have many programs already starting, but I wanted to convey the feeling that I had. It was one of peacefulness that was certainly helped by the uh, plots of lavender you have around the property. But more than that, it was very welcoming and your ideas that you've shared with me and the working areas that you've already started, the alpaca farm, rabbit house, chicken hut, greenhouse, and the artisan workshops that you're planning, those are all easy to visualize. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about the programs that you have already started and you have highlighted in the website? Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Absolutely. So. I went everywhere I could. Anyone that was doing anything, I wanted to see what they were doing, how they were doing it. Would I be able to do it? So, you know, I went all over. And the alpacas I stole from someone else. It was a farm in Monroe, Michigan, and they're working with adults with special needs. And they had all these alpacas. And 
I, I don't even think I'd ever seen an alpaca at the time. And <laughs> so I'm going, what's the deal with the alpacas? And they said, one, they're the most gentle animal. They don't bite, they don't jump. And for people that have autism, they're ruled by their anxiety, anxious. So they won't have to worry about that. And then the second thing was once a year, they shared their fiber and they brought me into this workshop and it was all these adults working on these machines. Some had assistance, some didn't. And they were making yarn, the most expensive yarn you could buy. So I, all I'm thinking is jobs. Oh my gosh, this is jobs for my people. So we, we have now two alpacas. We have a bunny home, a, a bunny world, I guess you call it. And it's more than anything, it's just calming for to go in there. It's a place to enjoy. Yep. And it, it's not just for my people, the whole community comes in there and, I, and that's what we want. But I do pay someone right now that has special needs um, to open up that bunny hut every day. Actually all the animals and clean it and feed them. And, and then I pay someone else in the evening to, to do the same thing, but to close it. So it ended up being jobs for our people. And then the chickens, we sell fresh eggs every Thursday morning. We have a group of people that have special needs that sit on the front porch and sell our fresh eggs. And we have a bee farm and they sell our honey. So that's, that's more jobs for our people. And then last year we planted 2000 lavender plants. And the idea behind it was one, again, it's very calming. And I just kept thinking of all the products I could make to help people that have, that have anxiety. Right. Um, and it's jobs for my people. So we, sure, you know, we do sure. it and they're harvesting it. They've made soaps and we're working on the oils now. So more jobs for our people. And then that little storefront I said that when we first, when I first opened my doors, we were in there, I kept it and we renovated it and we turned it into this amazing artisan market. And 50% of the art made there is by people with special needs. And they get the same percentage that anyone does when they sell right. their art. So it's more, that's more jobs for them as well. No, I love that. And I'll mention to our listeners that there's a couple of really cool videos that are on your website that highlight and actually inter introduce and interview, if you will, a few of the students that are help working in the store and making coffee and setting things up and probably selling mm -hmm. items. So it's really worthwhile and it gets your attention and makes you want to uh, go to uh, Northville to shop there. So I like mm -hmm. it very much. So that's definitely on our list. I also wanted to get into, I guess you'd call it a program that is highlighted on the website for highly skilled individuals, more in the technology field. But I was drawn to it, I guess because of my business, but the IT Academy for Exceptional Training mm -hmm. that you've, I guess, worked with a number of technology companies and institutes to, to form. Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Yeah. And I would definitely say, Roger, that was a, another God moment where I was giving, I went to a church to give a presentation on what we do. And when I walked out, this man came up to me and said, he lives in Northville and he has a son with special needs, but he used to be an executive at Cisco. And they had this program that it was very aggressive, but at the end of six months, people were getting certificates in cybersecurity. And he was explaining to me that there's so many jobs right. um, available for this particular um, career. And if he stereotyped a little bit, and that's okay. He said, you know how people with autism love computers? <laughs> I was like, yeah, some, some do. But you're right, Roger. This is definitely for your people that, and I hate the word higher functioning, but I'm just trying to yep. describe yep. this a little bit more. Sure. So what we did, we worked with them and just took that program and made it 10 months, given at a slower pace. And we rented a room out of Madonna uh, College so that people that were in this class were on a college campus. They could feel what that felt like. 
And in the end, they graduated, they got their certificate. And right now, I want to say four of them are employed by Great. companies like Plant Moran and Comerica. And the rest of them either have internships or we're working with them to have internships. So it's been an amazing, I just one of the young men that got a job afterwards, he was a custodian before. He's got a career now. So it's definitely it's one of the most proudest things that we have that I'm so proud of that we're doing here. And now we're, we've got two locations. We partnered with Mitch Album with his Play Play Detroit uh, location. Right, right. And we'll, be, we'll be having a location there too. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. I saw on the website that there is a RSVP call number and an email address. If uh, any listeners have um, a child or a young adult that wants to get involved with that. So right. please, check that, please check that out. But I also wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about some of the other programs, some of the, I guess I'll call it skills for living and socialization programs that you have in mind. Can you talk about those a little bit? Sure. When we work with everyone, we started saying, okay, we work with people with autism and then it was, we have, we work with people with autism related challenges. And, and now we just work with anyone. You could just have anxiety and come here. But the spectrum is, so you've got people that, like we were saying with this IT Academy, but all the way to people that need extensive support. I'm really working hard to try to service all of these areas. And one of them is we have a vocational program. So this would be more of your people that get a certificate of completion. And what that means is they they don't they finish high school, but the state will pay for them to continue till they're 26. But then again, when they're done, there's nothing. So they get yes. a certificate of completion. So we created a vocational program where we have partnered with about 20 different businesses in the community. And we have one direct care worker with between three and four employees. And we go to those businesses and we work. So in the morning, they might go to a car wash and work. And then they come back and have lunch. And then in the afternoon, they might be working at a golf course. The following day, they might be working in the morning at a hotel. And in the afternoon, they might be working in a restaurant. And then based on that, some of them, that's all they want to do. But some of them, they want to work at that one particular place and, and we coach them and we fade out and they have jobs there. That's great. That's great. You, you mentioned a little bit about the uh, the mod market, but maybe we can spend a little bit more time about that because I thought that really hit me and it's a natural draw. But can you just build that up a little bit? I know that you indicated in your initial remarks that you refitted it or retrofitted it, so to speak. But talk about that and the from the child's or the student's perspective, what they get out of that, please. Yeah, there's a few things. The community as well. One, it's located in downtown Northville, just one block south of Main Street on Mary Alexander Court. It's called Mod Market. And I wanted a place that I didn't want to look institutional and I didn't want, I wanted anyone to be able to want to walk in and I want it to be inviting and I want the people that work there to feel proud to work there. Really an amazing uh, space that we created. And like I said, 50% of the arts made by people that have a special need and the other 50% is made by local artists. And I did that on purpose. I didn't, the real world isn't just a building where just people with special needs are working. The real right. world is, it's inclusive. Yeah. So that's why we did that. And then we bring schools in to real world skills as well. When I was a teacher, I desperately wanted a place I could bring my students so they could learn these skills. So we created that. And then the community piece, I think <clears throat> I'm 51, but when I was in school, at least grade school, the people that had special needs were almost in a different building. I never saw them. Maybe on recess, I'd see them. But I kept thinking if I was in the heart of the city, maybe not this year, but 
in a couple of years, right. seeing someone that has special needs, it's not going to be a big deal. And and I think that's been happening a lot. It's just you you get more comfortable with it, and it is what it is. And right, right. So th that was another big draw to that. No, I think the uh, inclusion piece, I'll call it, for the kids or the students is uh, definitely it's uh, desired, even though they probably can't express it. And it's also uh, much needed. And I think the community, there's a uh, kind of a reawakening of all of us that are looking outside our own little private lives and seeing what we can do to help others. But I think that uh, what you're doing with that for the benefit of the kids and also for the community is, is awesome. So good for you on that. If a parent or even a young adult uh, or a family member listens to the call, how do they get involved? How do they contact the Enrichment Center to get their child involved in your skills classes or anything else that they find interesting that they might see on the website? So if someone wants to be involved, what the, they would do is they would call. And I can give you a number. I don't know if you're going to provide that. Yep. Okay. So they just call the center and they say, I'd like to get involved. And how does that work? And if they'll tell you that you have to do an intake. And I did that on purpose. I didn't want anyone just signing up for whatever. I want to meet the person. I want to meet their family and let's talk about what they're looking for. So it's free. Like I said, we do it for an hour and give them a tour and everything. And then we help them pick. We'll give them a list of these are all the things that would be appropriate for you to be involved in. And, and that's how we do it. So from that standpoint, you said it is free, but from the standpoint of even some of the programs that are outside of, of the compound, I'll call it that, or the yeah. campus, and they want to get involved in the um, academy or something like that, that's also available? Yeah, and, and I'm glad you asked that because the intake is free. So all the programs, except that we have a parent support group and that is free too. It's a small fee and almost everything's about 20 an hour if you have to pay out of pocket. But we also, we are contracted with Michigan MRS, Michigan Rehabilitation yep. Services. So if if your person isn't, we'll help them get contracted with them so that they pay for some services. We're also contracted with Oakland Community Mental Health. And we did that again because some of our people are, and then a lot of times they will pay this fee as well. And then the third way is we take health insurance. If okay. you're 19 and under, we do an evaluation, and everything, and we can get um, insurance to pay for things too. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about your efforts more recently. I was introduced to you by a couple of different methods. One was my wife reading a newspaper yeah. article about you and also from a contact I have that works with Share Detroit. But you're quite busy getting the word out, telling the great programs that you have and what you're doing for these um, students and young people. I think it's fantastic. But at the same time, you need funds to operate your campus and your, I call it your vision of the future. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I would like to encourage all of our listeners uh, that see this podcast or listen to it next week to feel what I have felt. And I told you yesterday and I expressed this morning that my wife, Jean, and I have decided to donate a sum of money to, I guess, get started on a, a purchase of a couple of alpacas and who knows where that will lead. But we so much are taken by what you're doing and your approach and the end result and the good work you're doing with these students and young adults that uh, I really think it's meaningful and something that we're very pleased and proud to be a part of. For anyone listening, please go to the website. There's an easy 
donate tab. I did it this morning. It's quite easy to to uh, work work with, and anyone that has a few spare charitable dollars to devote to a cause that's helping young people that so need it and deserve it, I would encourage them to to follow your lead. And obviously, if they they need any more coaxing, all they need to do is come out to the campus, and that will be uh, certainly the the last thing they need to to make that pledge. So, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. We really appreciate it. We've had this happen because people coming in and giving giving them tours and seeing it as well and wanting to help us. So, yeah, every bit helps. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. As we look out toward the remaining portions of the summer, I know you have a open house. We can talk about that or maybe some other events that you're planning. But what would you like our community to know about that are coming up over the next several months, please? Yeah, um, we have a we do have an open house, and I, I should know the date. I have I have the dates oh, in front of you. me. Yep, and I'll put them on the website or thank the you. podcast uh, show notes next week. But it is September twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and uh, I think that's Saturday and Sunday. And we'll put that out as course, and we encourage everyone to that's interested, certainly in uh, Southeast Michigan, to uh, come out and take a look, because it will. Um, blow your mind and uh, really get you right in sync with your mindset and uh, what you envision for the property. It's really great. Thank you so much. And I think you said it best, Roger, that I can tell you how beautiful this property is, but you won't understand it till you see it. It's like Camelot here. Don Massey was the last owner of the property, Don Massey Cadillac. And just the history here. Joe Lewis lived here in 1939 while he was training for his fight. Just really (laughs) just a cool i know the grounds are awesome uh, that they blow you away and then the tour you gave inside the house with the i don't know the basement wine cellar that that kind of blew me away it's it's just awesome it's just awesome and that's something too thank you roger if someone's interested in a private tour just call um the partner as well and i will give you a private tour it's you know it's you won't understand this until you come out here and see it thank you so much for having me it's an honor Thank you for listening to the Third Act Podcast. To find out more about who we are spotlighting, how to get involved, or find show notes on today's episode, go to wearethirdact.com.